Grandpa Jim. Motivation. Central Station. I hope you can hear me well. I'm trying something new today. I'm very excited. I'm actually in Fort Myers, Florida. I'm leaving a place called Key Lovers State Park. Simply amazing. I uh, did a body scan. Well, I did a meditation down there for you folks. If you want to check that out. Um, Today, what I really would like to talk to you, and this is the first time I'm in a rental car in Florida, and I've got a kind of a little bit of a lengthy ride, and I'm going to hit some traffic. Um, When I came to this state park, I had to go past Fort Myers Beach, and it's very touristy there. And touristy, I can do for an hour or two, like in a vacation. But I really like this Key Lover State Beach because I was able to do a little meditation out there, kind of decompress at first. You know how you have all that anxiety and um, the day just kind of catches up to you. So it's like just before uh, 5 p.m. their time. So in the afternoon, I tend to meditate around 2, 3 in the afternoon. And I'm so used to that. Um, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The temperature there, I'm told, is about five or six degrees with a wind chill of 12 below. So wherever you are, be grateful you're not in Milwaukee, Wisconsin right now. And I'm eternally grateful because I am staring at sunshine, palm trees, uh, seabirds, and uh, people with smiles on their faces suntans and uh, so uh, very nice comfortable living here but I know I'll hit some traffic and so um, what's really cool about some of my work and some of my work I can do um, whether I'm in Milwaukee or not in Milwaukee and actually some of it is social work so I was able Well, um, counseling and therapy, basically. So I am here in Florida, but I decided that I would reach out and stay in contact with my peer supports. My peer supports are people that have mental health issues or substance abuse, and most have both. Uh, Either they'll have major depression and that's why they started using alcohol and drugs was to medicate because they didn't know better or didn't know how to cope and a lot of the drinking a lot of the using just starts you know because you know I've got this depression I don't even know I have it because I just think this is how life is and I have a drink or a hit of a joint or I take a pill and all of a sudden I'm feeling relieved you know in that moment and that emotional pain and maybe even some of that anxiety and you know the weight of the world just kind of falls off your shoulders you get that temporary high like I quit using drugs um, about 35 years ago had a relapse uh, about 2001 and uh, till 2000 six I think and uh, my sobriety date is uh, coming up real soon here in January I'll have 16 years sober uh, in a row now um, but I didn't have a 
recovery lifestyle. I didn't even know what recovery was. So I lived a long time in um, just stuck. I didn't know I was stuck. I didn't even know like I had the disease of addiction. And so I'm really glad for that relapse because it really brought me into a whole new way of life. The typical story of anybody that's around alcohol and uh, drugs. Uh, I lost a lot of friends. I I didn't lose, you know, I stepped away from them during that first 20 years of sobriety. Lost the real hardcore partiers in my 20s. And then now I'm losing the friends that weren't hardcore partiers. Uh, you know, where they were full out blowout alcoholics, but the years of abuse are definitely catching up with a lot of my friends and they are, um, you know, starting to suffer, you know, diabetes, major heart disease, all the fun stuff that comes with that kind of lifestyle. But anyways, I was on one of the uh, peers today, one of my clients that I work with um, just went through like a 90 day inpatient treatment. So he went to the treatment center. I actually took him there and he actually had um, really great success there. And I was a little intepidacious. Uh, I was a little scared, frightened for him because You know, I was like, what are you going to do when you're out of this nice hotel, basically? And, you know, and it was nice because they did empower him. He has this goal of someday running a men's organization to help people to that struggle, which is very noble. And he brings this up ever since I met him. I've been working with him for about three years took a lot of convincing to get him to go to this treatment but he did and then today I found out that he relapsed right so one of the things I'd like to talk to you today is just as your life got crappy not so good in a second it can also get really good and you can get profound life changes in a second Right, so maybe you had that traumatic event where you lost a loved one. You know, maybe a parent died, or a sibling, or a grandparent, or a pet, or maybe you lost your job and you never seen it coming, and all of a sudden you find out that, hey, I've been at this job for 10 years five years, 15, whatever the number is. And what am I going to do now? Well, my recommendation to you is to trust a power greater than yourself. You know, we're not in control of this thing, this thing we call life. You may think you are, and you may think, Jim, you're off the beam. But no, there's, there's a higher force here. I've seen it happen too many times. There was a time where I came into recovery and I was really looking for um, an answer, you know, and I was brought up Catholic religion and I've always been a skeptic of that. And, you know, to each, God bless you, you know, I hope 
you're you, if you're a practicing Catholic and that works good for you, that is tremendous. God bless you. I love that that works for you. Um, if you're a non-believer, you know, I just open that someday you have an open mind that hey, maybe there's this other force. It's not me. And if I can surrender to it, I tell some people, you know, if you ever watch the movie Star Wars, there's good and there's evil, right? You know, the Jedi's are all the great guys, whatever. But, you know, you gonna choose, you know, in life, I think good outweighs, you know, the not so good. So my point here being is that you can let go of your situation and God and a higher power is going to fill in something else for you. So you just surrender to the fact that I cannot, I guess the key here is acceptance. I cannot keep living in this poor me, you know, mom died, dad died. Matter of fact, I'm here on this trip. Part of it is my father passed just a couple of months ago at 94 and he raised me and I know he didn't want me to sit around and pout for him. He wasn't a powder himself. I miss my dad dearly. Um, I was listening to Neil Young today who has and all of a sudden that old man, my wife was with me at that time and old man um, came on by Neil Young where he talks about Oh man, uh, look at my life. I'm a lot like you. I need someone to hold me the whole day through. And I, I'm a chip off the same block. You know, my dad didn't, you know, my dad showed love. He didn't talk about it. He, he did acts of kindness. You know, he was tied to the church a lot, you know, and, you know, very early on in my life, You know, I skipped out of church and he caught me. We were going to see the towering inferno at the movies. So for any of you old folks, you know that was a long time ago. But anyways, he goes, who was the priest today? And I go, oh, Father Dombeck was the guy's name. He was a nice guy. And he goes, oh, well, that's pretty interesting because he's been on we he's been on vacation for a couple of weeks and he's gonna be gone another week or something. So he figured out, he goes, if you don't want to go to church, don't go to church. So that was kind of the end of, you know, I did go back at times and that. And I was on this real spiritual, I want to get to the story. So I was on this real spiritual hunt. You know, I was reading Judaism. I was looking into Chinese philosophy, the, uh, what do they call it? The It's not the Tai Chi, but it's the Chi um it's really interesting it was philosophies that were brought up you know or came into being like over 2000 years ago i was reading all that and some of that's really cool and really awesome and it really gets you to live in the moment but i was looking for an answer somewhere and i was like some if there's another force you have to show me somehow some way so I had a gutter cleaning. I still have the gutter cleaning business. Um, and so this guy told me to go out and clean this property about 40 miles out of town. And he said, 
you know, I was just starting a business. He's like, I'll give you $60, I think was the time. This is about 15, 16 years ago. I says, fine. You know, that, that works for me. Um, I'll go out there. So I had to come to this guy's battery shop to get paid. And the guy, I walked in there, he gave me 60 in cash. And I go, hey, to be honest with you, sir, this place was, you really underdescribed how much work had to be done at this facility. You totally, you know, undercalled it. And he goes, hey, well, don't worry about it. Because if you go out there next month, it's going to be a lot easier, right? And I'm like, yeah, it will be. A, yeah, that's a good point. He goes, well, I want you to go out there the next uh, three months after this. It was fall in Wisconsin. That's the leaf falling. The deciduous trees lose their leaves. And so I'm like, yeah, that's a good deal. So I go back there a second time. Now I send him an invoice. And I'm not supposed to go out there for a month. So he never fires back a check. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to go out there um, because of the fact that, you know, he didn't pay me for that month. And so then he doesn't pay me and doesn't pay me. So I started going into his facility where he sold these batteries and I would try to get him to come to the front desk to pay me, you know. And so the guy would never come out. The girl always said, and this went on for like a year. So then I gave up on it for a year. I'm like, I'm not, a, you know, and then one day, uh, two years later, I'm driving by this guy's place. This is when I'm looking for these answers to know if there's a higher power in it. I'm in my life. There is. And so I'm searching and looking. And so I, I'm going to a Home Depot, and this guy's battery shop is right by this Home Depot. I says, you know what? That guy owes me the money. I went out there. I did the work. I'm going to go in there. And then his little secretary will say, well, he's not uh, available or whatever. So I go in there, and I says, hey, I need to talk to the owner here. And she goes, gets this guy, and he comes out. And so I was shocked. I almost fell over. And I says to him, um, oh, hey, I'm the gutter cleaning guy. You know, I've been trying to run down this money for a while from you. And he's like, what money? And I explained to him, you know, I went and cleaned these gutters and you paid me once. And then I sent you an invoice. I think I sent them some multiple invoices after that. Uh, and then never got anything, whatever. So he starts reaching into his front pocket, pulls out a wad of 20s, and he's going to peel off the 320s. And then he stops. And I'm like, he's stopping. Why is he stopping? He's going to get into all these questions. I turn in, I turn to my right and I see a jumper box. Like if you had a dead battery on your car, you take this jumper box and you put it on your battery and it will fire the car up. So I turn to it and it's at $60 on it. I go, hey, uh, this uh, battery box, knowing that he probably owned it for $20 or $30 wholesale, I said to him, hey, I'll take this jumper box for 60 And then I grabbed it. He goes, oh, you want the box? Yeah, take the box. Because in his head, he's like, oh, this only cost me $20 or $30 because I am I bought it wholesale. So I go with him, uh, or I get out to my truck, and I have the jumper box. 
And I'm riding in my truck and I start beating myself up. Like, why do you, why didn't you just wait for the cash? When are you ever, when are you ever going to use this jumper box? And so I drive home, takes me 20 minutes to drive home. I have an estimate I have to go give. So I took my wife's vehicle because she parked behind my work truck. So I get in her vehicle. I run over to look at this estimate. And all of a sudden, my wife's car wouldn't start. And I thought, oh my God, higher power, you have just showed me you exist. Because I went back home. Now this is a whole different vehicle. Bop, bop, bop. I go grab this jumper box, walk 10 minutes back to the, it wasn't far from my house, walk back with the jumper box. And, uh, all of a sudden I fired my car up. So that was real physical evidence, but I just see surprises all the time happening in my life. You know, some things that I worked on years ago and then all of a sudden the fruits of it, like I have a comedian that I've worked with in my comedy classes many years ago. And some of these comedians too, I lose touch with them, but they still go live their lives and they're, move to another town but they're still working on comedy and all of a sudden they they pop up into my life again and I'm just you know really eternally grateful because I started those classes because I personally started laughing a natural way to get high I didn't have to use drugs anymore alcohol and so those comedy classes that I taught still to this day are like the funnest thing I do you know when I'm teaching that class I'm always excited to get there it's always a fun time I never went to a class didn't laugh and so but I see the fruits of these people years later where they stay with it and some are working some are on tv some are in clubs some just can give a speech better or whatever but my point is is when you're doing the next right thing, you're living a nice, positive, healthy life, things can change in a second. Just like one of my guys got on Netflix, right? One second he didn't have a special for net, 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 <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> my wife always says Netflix. Now I'm saying it. <laughs> but she, uh, she, uh, no, uh, he, he, he got this Netflix deal in a second. Just like your parent in a bad situation, you know, your parents, your loved ones, you know, you don't want to dwell, you know, that thing happened in a second. But keep hope. I guess after all this talk, the whole thing is about hope, you know, so... Have a wonderful, awesome day. I'm behind a bus that looks like a streetcar. And I'm staring at a big mansion on the ocean. And on the other side of the street is some cute little places to stay. And they look really awesome. And I'm sure a big you need a big checkbook to stay in there. <laughs> But hey, whatever floats your boat or, you know, helps your suntan, I guess. So have a wonderful day. Great hanging out with you. Um, I am starting some comedy classes, comedycollegeinfo.com. 
I'm starting some uh, in the Milwaukee area, and I'm starting some in Chicago. So, uh, comedycollegeinfo.com. Also, have a book on Amazon, uh, Stand Up Comedy 101, Live, Laugh, and Perform. And uh, check out more Grandpa Jim podcasts. They're all about uh, empowerment and motivating people. And so, hopefully, uh, you've got a little uh, something struck you in this talk. And uh, if it didn't, uh, maybe another one will help you. So, that's what I'm trying to do is just help you uh, succeed, prosper, and, and achieve, you know, so uh, have a great one.